Welcome to the Health Business Growth Show, where we take you behind the scenes of the top health businesses to learn how they built their success. Remember, success leaves clues, and we're going to be sharing those with you. I'm your host, JJ Bergen, Inc. 5000 founder of the Mindshare Collaborative, along with members of our Mindshare Mentor team. And each week, we are joined by some of the most brilliant, innovative, and okay, slightly unhinged health business experts you're going to ever meet. These folks have built empires from scratch, navigated the choppy waters of entrepreneurship, and will be sharing both their struggles and their successes on the journey of creating a thriving health business. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level by learning from the best, you are in the right place. In each episode of the Health Business Growth Show, we'll tackle real-world, relevant topics to help you build your audience and scale your income. From marketing to mindset, from hiring to firing, and everything in between. We'll share our own stories of success and failure, interview some of the most amazing guests in the health business world, and we promise to never take ourselves too seriously. Because let's be honest, building your health business can be a bit challenging at times. Success takes resilience, creativity, courage, and a willingness to step outside of your comfort zone. And we are here to help you navigate through all of it. Find the humor in the chaos and build a health business that's truly worth it. So let's get this party started. We are so glad you are here. My friends, Nat Kringudis here, and we are back with a, another episode of the Health Business Growth Show. I am excited as one of your mentors to uh, help you to really find those unique things that you can bring to your health business that are really going to move the needle. And in this episode with Lauren Powers, who actually Saved in my phone, I've got her saved as La Pau, and she is an absolute powerhouse guru when it comes to marketing, but especially very knowledgeable when it comes to marketing for health businesses. And in this episode, you're going to hear what she feels is really changing the game for healthcare providers, both conventional and non-conventional. We talk about what's not working. We talk about the things that she cringes about, that she wishes she could shout from the rooftops that people are doing that she feels are really not helping their business. And of course, I ask her, what's next? What are her predictions on what are we to expect as both providers and consumers in the near future? You're going to love this episode of the Health Business Growth Show, so let's get into it. Lauren Powers is in the house. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Nit. I had that I need to practice. Hold on. Is it Nit? Hi. Is it your best Australian, Nit. Hello. <laughs> oh, now we're in England again. I missed it Except she sounds English when she does that. <laughs> so funny. Thank you for this. Maybe before we jump in, you are one of the mentors here at the Mindshare Collaborative. But what do you do? What is your area of expertise for those that have been living in a closet somewhere right at the back? (laughs) Or maybe this is the first time listening to the podcast. So outside of being an actual real life unicorn, neighing in the forest, which I, that is actually one of my jobs. I am a marketer 
for both conventional doctors. So I have an agency called Microsite. Like I say, conventional medical doctors, dentists, chiropractors, et cetera, get their message out via Google ads, YouTube ads, Facebook ads, and compelling sales pages. So I've learned some of the secret sauce in marketing. And because I own an agency, I have to keep up with the trends, right? And now I've been able to take some of that expertise and help non-conventional doctors who have a completely different message and a completely different way of communicating in order to make money. So for integrative and functional, holistic, alternative coaches, practitioners, and doctors, I help them with their messaging and strategy. And I've been having a ball doing that inside of Mindshare. Been loving doing that with you. I do have some questions, but before we get to that, what is the key difference between marketing a conventional and a non-conventional practitioner? Oh my God, because like no one's looking for a non-conventional way to help. Give me a pill, give me a shot, and whatever other commercial I see on TV, you're talking about a segment of the world is looking for the people that have the most powerful message, for the people that got the sauce. And you have to get through so many layers of plus and bad advertising and commercials and what they think good looks like or what they think an expert looks like. You have to get through all of that to find the right person for your service. And that is difficult. It's custom. When I'm talking to about a conventional doctor, I bring things off of the shelves, right? People are looking for a doctor near me, primary care near me, new dentist, right? But what about a mitochondrial expert to help me get my energy back? Like, how do I find that person? Wow. (laughs) It's such a big difference. And I love that you've actually identified that. And this is one thing I will always say, like, it's actually health entrepreneurs in general, actually. I feel like it's a completely different ballgame when it comes to marketing, because one of the things we have to do is build trust and authority. And it's not the same as a lawyer or an accountant or a retailer. Like it's not, it's very different. And it does take time, would you say? Like is time something that is really important? Absolutely. Like, you know, there's new statistics on how often someone has to see you. Oh, what is that? When I first started in the industry, now I've been in the industry for nearly coming up to 20 years. Seven times, okay? That's what it was when I first started in the industry. The last I heard, it was like in the 30s. Am I correct? It's hovering between the mid-20s and the mid-30s. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I get a lot of my data and stuff from HubSpot. I love that up on the trends and analytics. Like, for real, it's a real thing, guys. Since the pandemic, people are consuming and absorbing information at an alarming rate on Instagram, on TikTok, on the new Twitter with the X. Now we've got threads, right? We've got Pinterest. We've got LinkedIn, Facebook feed, Facebook pages, groups. There's so many different platforms for messaging. And Nextdoor, I don't know if you have that in Australia, but there's an app for you to connect with your neighbors called Nextdoor. It goes on and on. And you got to be present on where your audience is. I'm not going to say, I'm not, I'm definitely not the first one to say, hey, be seen everywhere. But let me tell you right now, if the average person is spending, what, two hours a day or three hours a day on Instagram, and you're going to say, well, you know, I don't like Instagram or I don't like social media, like that message doesn't compute with me. They need to see you guys. They need to see you everywhere. They need to see your website, your sales pages. If you did not know, Instagram is competing with Google and YouTube to be the most powerful search engine, y'all. 
what are you seeing is actually moving the needle for people right now when it comes to their marketing? There is the organic route where you have this database pool of people that now are finding you in a way where lead flow isn't an issue. Typically, that's how conventional doctors grow, right? They plop up on a corner somewhere. Everybody needs a primary care doctor. And generally speaking, their seats fill. But when we've got these kind of alternative ways to health, alternative ways to wellness, oh my goodness, you need to create an engine and an audience so you have consistent lead flow. And that takes time. Startups don't usually have organic traffic until year two, three, or four. So then I say, okay, maybe you need to do paid ads, okay, paid search. But I don't necessarily believe you can earn the right to do paid search until you know how to sell to a warm audience that knows, likes, and trusts you already. That's just my thought. Call me crazy. So if we go the cold traffic route, I'm going to recommend that you do a quiz. I think quizzes are still trending, okay? Self-test assessment. My number one converting ad for my dentist right now is a dental implant quiz. Find out if, if you're a candidate. So I'm thinking right now for people who are putting their toe in the pond for paid media, paid search, Facebook ad to a quiz funnel, it's super easy. We've had a quiz up on my website for Moons. I laugh so hard. So it was back in the day and it was like, hey guys, I think we need something for people to actually like, you know, we want to create some warm leads. We created this opt-in, and I'm not kidding, Lauren. It probably took us half an hour. It's one of those lame quizzes that's if you're mostly ones, you're this, and if you're mostly twos, you're this. And so, anyway, it's probably been up there for about seven years. It's lame. I'm telling you now, it's lame. But it sparks curiosity, and it leads them to the next step. And that's all that really needs to happen at that point. You're not going, hi, I'm Nat. Please buy my program. You're like, hi, I'm Nat. Do you have a problem? I've got something that you might like. And that's all it is. I think mm-hmm. that's the same with even social media. I think we think I'm going to sell from Instagram. I'm that. Buy my program. No one wants that. It's a social place. Your front marketing is where people get to learn who you are, why yep. they love you, and want yep. more. They want to see more. There she is again. There she is again. I love what she's got to say. There are those people that we see that pop up on our feeds now. And we're like, oh, there she is. Yep. I love what she says. Or there he yep. is. He's amazing. Yep. And you don't actually know them. I can't tell you the amount of times someone has said to me, I was, this is through an Instagram message. I was telling my husband about my friend, Nat, and she said this, I've never met this person oh, in my life, but they've, do you know what I mean? So we're building this trust and relationship. They mm-hmm. actually now see us as friends. On the flip side of that, where we also win as the business owner, the practitioner, is you have so much rich data about how to best serve your audience. Oh my goodness. If your quiz choices and answers are things you need to know, like keywords, symptoms, age group, location, gender, their ailments, that's so good for you, especially if you're trying to niche down. Wouldn't it be great to know, hey, I put myself out there and out of the 100 people that took my quiz, 80% of them have anxiety. What? That helps you with your messaging. That helps you with how uh, people perceive you, right? And it helps the person get introduced into your modalities. I would say when we're talking about like trends and things, there is a murmuring right now or simmering of self-care, of people wanting more, of a healing journey. Like these are the words that are being kicked around on regular commercials, right? For like a car dealership. Start your healing journey over here at... (laughs) 
with stewardship. Oh, with drive your car out into nature and be with nature, but you got to drive there first. It's true. When you need self-care, go to your Jeep and off-road, right? So this is the trend. This is even the TV shows now. Like even we we talk about this all the time. Like, you know, there's there's Netflix shows that are talking about people healing traumas. And you got this thing. People want more. So you got to introduce them. You got to ease them in. Because just because we know these terms or hear it on, on TV, it doesn't mean I'm going to be the right person to buy a $3,000 package from yeah. you. Why don't I go to your website, take your little self-test on a leaky gut or something like that? Because I have gut problems, okay? And then in the end, if it shows me, oh my God, you have 12,000, it seems like you may have 12,000 parasites. You're going to want to do this, do that, get nine hours of sleep, put on an aura ring. I'm trying to do all that so I may not be the right person for you. But I've learned a lot. And I'm going to stay in your world. And you're going to educate me through your blog posts, through your newsletters. Now I'm following you on Instagram, right? So this is, you got to think about the entry points where somebody gets a quick little win or their own self-diagnosis and they get to learn how you move, how you behave. It's going to be so much easier to sell to them later because you'll be speaking their language for once. Do you know what the most successful subject line of all time is? You are not alone. One of the most common statements I hear when people attend our events is, oh my gosh, I found my people. I don't feel alone anymore. In fact, Mindshare started because I was at a marketing event. And when I asked one of the experts the best way to build my business, he said, do it through collaboration. The only challenge was that I was going to these events and there were very few health professionals or health business owners in the room. So I started inviting my peers to come to the events and join me for lunch where we could share best practices and get to know each other. Well, we quickly outgrew those meeting rooms and I decided we should hold our own event which has become our annual gathering, now in its 10th year, the Mindshare Leadership Summit. This unique event is a combination of facilitated networking that even the biggest introvert enjoys so that you'll leave the event with at least 10 great relationships to help expand your impact. There's strategic training by your peers to share what's working right now in their health businesses so that you can increase your income and incredible keynotes by notables, including Dr. Joe Dispenza, Marie Forleo, Lisa Nichols, and Brendan Burchard to help you expand your vision. We also have our Future of Health Talk competition where you will help select the winner or you can even compete yourself to get featured in the media and top podcasts. And because in my next life, I really wanna be a party planner, we include a world-class costume party and a celebratory gala featuring our Impact Awards where we acknowledge the incredible achievements of our members. This year's event is October 5th through 8th at the spectacular JW Marriott Camelback Resort and Spa in Scottsdale, Arizona. Attendance is by application only, so to learn more and apply, go to MindshareSummit.com. Now, this is our 10th anniversary year, so the celebration is going to be off the hook. You do not want to miss it. So again, MindshareSummit.com. See you there. You know what I'm thinking here is that us as a practitioner, this is what we're doing in a clinic, right? It's just converting it to an outside world. So how can we get a quick win? That's the first thing we're thinking of. How can I quickly, the quick win is, hey, how do I get your email? Really? Isn't it? There's a quick win. No different to what we should be thinking as practitioners is when someone comes in for our service, how do we get a quick win? Like the quicker you can actually show somebody a snippet of a transformation, they're going to commit. The same thing. So for anyone that I guess is feeling a little bit like, oh, this is foreign, 
It's just translating it into a different area than what you're probably focused on right now. And like I said, that's hard for practitioners because most of us signed up to help people. We didn't sign up to become marketers. I know, but they go hand in hand once you take that alternative, holistic, super niche, non-conventional route. I'm waiting for the tides to turn where you have more people searching for holistic or functional or integrative doctor near me than you have people just looking Mm. for your cedar allopathic care. We're not there yet. The pendulum is swinging, I believe, towards the bell on the bell curve of wellness and sickness. I think it's definitely swinging more towards wellness. But we have a large population of people who are sick, who don't know uh, that they can have a different type of healing. Right. And you got to be visible. So Mm. I think that these little tiny opt-ins, for the lack of a better thing, these little tiny opt-ins and entry points just make it so much easier to communicate to a broader audience. I love that. So we've talked about what's working. What are you seeing that you just cringe at right now? You're like, no, stop it. What's not working is people trying to go straight from first point of contact directly into a cart. I'm just going to show you this masterclass and I need you to click and buy to a cold audience. Okay, we're talking about new people. I struggle with that a lot. I struggle with, unless you have a very high budget and you can pay for an enormous amount of traffic, I struggle with the practitioner's expectation to be the first point of contact is that somebody purchases. That is a misnomer. It's a myth. You need to be an expert marketer and an even more masterful salesperson to have those type of numbers. I am a firm believer in a client or a new person having a journey. And the journey usually begins with something very low ticket, low value, that's free, something that you likely say all the time. Like if I were to ask you, Nat, right now how to get pregnant, even though I know I don't want, I rebuke all of that. Okay, I do not want to get pregnant. But I know that there's probably some things that you say to people all the time, probably two or three quick things, right? Those two or three quick points are your easiest access point right there. Three answers to the burning questions that I know that you have. Opt in. Oh my gosh. How easy is that? I'm building Nat's fertility business right now. (laughs) But it could also look like the one thing that nobody talks about, right? Which is the same thing that you say all the time. We should really all have that thing that makes our offering unique. Yes. And I always say, for example, in this instance, if I told you to eat better, sleep more, You'd be like, oh, that's not helpful. What's the missing link, Nat? You know, and so then leading them into what I believe that to be for people, I think that's the point of difference and that's the one thing that you can use as a hook. And it's not going to always translate for everybody either. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. like your ideal audience is what we're trying to do. You don't want a non-ideal audience? <laughs> Here's the thing I'm seeing right now, very much look at the details of people's Instagram accounts. I'm very interested in how engaged their audience is. And what I'm seeing is a trend where there's vanity metrics. So they look like they've got all these followers and maybe they've got a lot of likes even on their posts, but their engagement is in the toilet and that doesn't convert to a sale. I think that used to work. Rewind five years ago when we were... Followers mattered. The big numbers mattered. mattered. Mm -hmm. They don't know more. They don't now. You've got to be able to convert them. If you're listening to this and you're watching some of the big names that, that you and I know and love, some of them, yes, they are authentic followers, but some of them, a lot of them are actually purchased and they're not 
converting. So, you know, you can actually see this when someone releases a book and the book doesn't do so well, but yet they've got a million, four followers. million followers. And you're like, mm-hmm. how does that work? So there was well, someone that gave this example at one of the previous summits and they talked about someone that had, it was million, a couple of million followers, let's say, two million followers. And whoever it was, she was an influencer and she released a T-shirt line and she sold six T-shirts on the first day. Six, Lauren. And she had millions of followers. It just goes to show that doesn't convert necessarily. So we do want quality. We want quality followers. Quality and connection. Because you could, now, true enough, you could be in it to just to be seen, right? You could be in it just to have a lot of likes and follow. I'm not going to judge you, but uh, we, most of us spend an arduous amount of time on social media because we want to get our message to the right people who will come into our universe and eventually buy from us later so we can help impact their lives and, and everybody's happy, right? So that authenticity thing matters, y'all. There's a, I'm not going to get too woo. I only stacked four bracelets today, okay? So I'm not going to get too woo. But there is a part of marketing that is analytics and, and data and numbers and then there's another part that's energetic. That means that you are putting, you're casting out that light and you want every time that you step your foot onto social media or on a camera, on a podcast, that the right people hear it at the right time to make them think deeper, to make them do something different. For us, that means watch my masterclass or grab my ebook or follow me on another social platform. Authenticity, guys, it matters, it matters. And so much so, it leads me into my next point of what you were saying, what mistakes I see people make. Honey, people trying to sell stuff that they've never sold before. They don't have any results. They don't have any testimonials or they just have it and they just don't show it. I can't tell you how many dentists and stuff contact me to help them set up ads and they don't have any before and afters. What exactly am I supposed to do there? I own a gym in Atlanta, Net. How many members can I get if I don't show results? I'll answer for you. None. I get this all the time. I think it's, a, I don't know if it's a mindset thing, Nat, or not. You have to tell me because I know you're a doctor. You've got to be able to show off. People don't want to do it. I don't it's get it. It's very true. That's actually really true. We're taught to not be like that, which is, I think, where the disconnect is. I was actually at an event yesterday and the doctor was saying, traditionally, as doctors, we were removed from the general population or society to, to actually make this very serious because healthcare is serious. So by removing ourselves, what that's done is it's really created this disconnect. And we're talking about something that happened hundreds of years ago that we're still, there's still this underlying belief. I, I remember when I first started talking publicly, I got a lot of backlash from our industry. They're like, don't do that. This is not how we're supposed to do things. And I'm like, why? People need help. So I think what I would encourage people at that point in the mindset part of it is you are helping more people by showing up. And if you just come back to that, don't worry about the other ill thoughts that you might have around it. Come back to how can I help more people? Like, how can I help more people? How can I get my message out to the world, to the right person at the right time? Mm. And this is, that's a big roadblock that I see, Nat. And sometimes it takes time to pull that messaging out of people so they can see the bigger picture like yeah this is a stage where you're supposed to you're supposed to be disruptive you're supposed to try to help people get over a hump that no other doctor was able to help them get through before right so often i see practitioners coaches doctors who just get stuck they get stuck right there 
You can't be quiet and be disruptive. You can't be in a closet and heal 10,000 people, right? Or under a rock. And most importantly, especially if you, for that authenticity part, you have to show your results. And I mean everywhere. If they can't trust you, they won't buy. The instant thing for me to trust you is if you show me some pretty pictures and some words of, of you've done it before, right? Who wants to go into surgery and the heart surgeon says, it's my first time doing this. <laughs> Who wants that? Y'all need to show up. <laughs> That's so funny. So funny. Do you know, you kind of answered this before, but I want to know if there's anything else to add. You mentioned that you're seeing things start to change when it comes from conventional and alternative. And I want to ask you, do you have any predictions for what you think is coming next in this space, at least? What are you seeing or what are you predicting that we might see moving forward? The swing towards mental health is huge. I'm going to start to see them speaking only on like, you know, our, our world, our language, the alternative health space. If you don't have an element of mindset, of mental wellness, that component as a part of your programs, it's a stretch. But I can venture to say it almost doesn't matter what your niche is, because most of us, especially if we're in the position to help heal somebody, it's from something that's ailing them, unless you're just too happy and you have to go to the doctor for just being too happy. Life is too perfect. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. So the mental component has got to be a part of it. That's what's, guys, and that's on the conventional side too. So if the folks that are really able to like, you know, help you, you know, fix your back pain, your fertility problems, and also touch on your traumas, your issues with betrayal, your depression, anxiety that you haven't really dealt with, your inability to sleep at night, like people are swinging that direction. Also, I'm seeing a big trend towards root cause, functional root cause, what's really going on with me type of medicine that takes away from the conventional side, right? Because we're now, people are not rushing to, you know what, let me just run the IVF first. Let me check my egg quality and see what's going on inside of my gut and my husband's body too first. And then I'll be ready for IVF. That's trending right now. So for the practitioners that have these programs and these thoughts, you might be ahead of the curve, which is a great place to be, right? Isn't it great to have say, did that 20 years ago? When I've been making my, that's what you always say, oh, it's easy. I've been doing that for 10 years. <laughs> when I was in New York on that accent, I ruined that one. When you've been doing this for long enough, I think you start to see what's coming next. And I would mm-hmm. say that's probably the one thing that if you were like, okay, Nat, what's your point of difference? I'm like, if we don't fix what's going on in the background, we're only going to be back here again three months later. I will fix you. But the cause is hasn't gone and the cause is that elephant in the room. So that's the hardest part. How do you deal with that? I think that's very important. So I'm glad that you brought that. Lauren, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I especially just, I just love your light and how much you bring to Mindshare. And yeah, I think that this will uh, be well appreciated by all of our listeners. Bye. There's so many parts to this episode that I just loved. And I love Lauren's brain and how she can think on our behalf as healthcare providers, because as I said, it is a unique position we are in. We signed up to be healthcare providers to help people. And then all of a sudden we have to do marketing as well. And we have to show up and we have to be seen and we have to be heard and we have to earn trust and all of these things that we didn't necessarily think about. However, what you're currently doing in your business, you can 
probably translate to your marketing. You just haven't thought about it. So I loved how Lauren touched on that in this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, I've got a couple of favors to ask. Number one, make sure you share it with somebody and change their trajectory and their marketing as well. That I think would be such an amazing thing to be able to pay it forward. I guess that's not a favor. That's actually a rising tide lifts all boats mentality. And of course, please go ahead and rate the podcast and talk about which episodes you've loved when you leave a review. We love your feedback. We do behind the scenes, do a little happy dance when we see reviews and feedback given. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Health Business Growth Show. Until next time, bye for now. Here at the Mindshare Collaborative, we are committed to helping you increase your vision, income, and impact. One of the first things we'd love to support you on is adding a high-profit leveraged income stream so that you can enjoy more time and money freedom. And to help you get started, I've created the Health Professionals Playbook for building multiple streams of income that identifies five proven strategies for creating a sustainable income beyond your primary practice to create time and money freedom. To get your free copy as my gift to you, go to ms365.io forward slash MSI. That's ms365.io forward slash MSI.